fast as they can. Now 34, Wilson going deep. Wilson toward the end zone, and it is caught! Mill touchdown! Take a bow. Almost out towards the numbers to the other side of the field with a perfect throw for an easy catch by Dax Milne. And Childress is thinking, that ball's not coming back this way. He, can, he can't throw it this way. And Wilson's like, watch me. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Friday. Coming up 20 minutes from now, our guy Joe Osborne from Vegas Insider will join the show. Right now, we're going to dive some more into some college football teams that we took a, a good look at, some independence today. Um, well, I can start us off. We got a, six teams that we uh, we looked at between the three of us, and we just heard the cut there from BYU. As um, this is their last year as an independent, BYU getting set for the Big Twelve next year. I'm, every time I look at some of these teams, I'm always it always like it feels like every one I've looked at the last few days like, well, this is their last year in this conference. It just kind of shows you how much football college football is changing. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I forgot they're going to the Big Twelve. So this is the last year of BYU. As an independent, I gotta say, I'm sh- I was shocked what they did last year. Remember, they had Zach Wilson two years ago, and then they lost him. You use the number two overall pick in the draft as a quarterback from an independent school. You're like, oh, well, they're gonna go backwards again, and they didn't. Um, they defeated five of six Power Five conferences, or six Power Five conferences last year. Five and zero against the Pac-12 last season. They were excellent. They're 21 and four the last two seasons, and they have another now, uh, you know, older quarterback that has been sitting, waiting, got his chance last year after Zach Wilson a couple of years ago. Their offense is loaded. They have experience at quarterback, good offensive line. They got a transfer running back. They're really good. They open the season at South Florida. They're 11 and a half point favorites. Eight and a half is the win total for BYU. Now, here's what scares you a little bit. They have some really challenging games in their schedule. So they have week two, they host Baylor. Week three, at Oregon. Uh, Saturday, October 8th, they host Notre Dame, and they host number 19, Arkansas. They faced four top 20 teams on their schedule this year. So the win total is eight and a half. They need to steal one of the games against those teams to get to nine. So they need to beat one of those four teams, whether it be Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, Arkansas, and obviously they would have to also win all their other games, South Florida, Wyoming, you know, teams like that, which they, I'm sure they will, or at least be big favorites. It feels like asking for a lot to get to nine wins again, but I don't know, last year convinced me that they're just a really good program. I mean, they they, they beat they beat Utah. I mean, they, they beat Utah last year, 26-17, a Utah team everyone loved and loves again. I, I like this team. I, I wouldn't be surprised, Joe, if they pull an upset in one of those games. If, you know, we're talking about them one week, they, I don't know, beat Baylor or beat Notre Dame, it wouldn't shock me. They're really good. Yeah, they're now viewed as one of those teams when you see them on the schedule, like that Notre Dame one, like, ooh, that's a tough mm-hmm. one. That yep. that wasn't always the case, but they're, they're kind of kind of back at that point. And you're so right about the conference thing. I'm just at a point where there's just so much confusion. I'm at a I kind of forget where people are right now for this one or two more years before they they end up bolting and then it's going to be really uh really challenging coming up. But yeah, no, I understand why you why you like that uh that program for sure. Would you play the over? I know there's they're dangerous in a lot of games, but would you play yeah. over the win total or what? I probably wouldn't because 
Like they have to beat one of those teams. Now, I might play them week to week. I might play them to cover, and I, I won't be surprised yeah. like, if they beat Notre Dame in November. That's not going to shock me if they they win a mm-hmm. close game. They beat Utah last year. I mean, that's kind of the bar. It kind of reminds me of Utah ten years ago, like or whenever that was when they started becoming a year to year. Just they're a good team, and then they eventually moved to the Pac-12, and now we respect them a lot. That's kind of reminds me of. So I that's, probably would uh, that's the holy war. That is the Holy is. War game, so I don't know if uh, you consider that. Like, that's the ultimate rivalry, uh, that game every year. So, All right, so I like BYU. Who wants to go next? Aaron should go, go next because I have two teams that nobody cares about. Okay. Okay, so this one's interesting. Um, I, I'll start with Liberty. Obviously, all the talk is going to be about how do they replace Malik Willis? Um, mm-hmm. They added a quarterback named Charlie Brewer. Um, he was a three-year starter at Baylor. There's there's a three-way um, quarterback battle right now, and uh, head coach Hugh Freeze is just not really impressed with any of them, to be honest, from all the research I did. Mm-hmm. They had a scrimmage, and he was just frustrated with, you know, at – at the school, like looking over everything. And um, from this report, it's like he can't decide. Um, It says that all three of them graded out um, slightly above 80% in decision-making, which is well below the 90% threshold that freeze and quarterbacks coach Ken Austin expect. Um, it, it did say in this report that came out a couple days ago that he may name a starter this week, just so that that guy can get, you know, the first team reps and, um, kind of, you know, be leading the season up until the season opener or leading the team rather up until the season opener. So I don't know what they're going to do, but it sounds like they're in a tough position trying to replace Malik Willis there. They also play BYU, Arkansas, UAB, and Virginia Tech. So they have a really difficult schedule. They went eight and five last season and their win total is at seven and a half. I would take the under, um, I don't know if it's juiced because I'm in Virginia. I couldn't see it. But if anything, I mean, if if you don't know what you have and, and you're not impressed with any of these three quarterbacks, you lost Malik Willis and you went eight and five with him last season. I don't know how they're they're going to be pretty much the same again this year with a tough schedule. So it is I a little juice, Darren. It's it's I saw minus one thirty five on the under seven yeah. and a half. It's, it's not, not terrible. terrible. I've seen worse yeah. since we've been doing these. Yeah, but sure. yeah, I, I just don't see it. I think they have a tough schedule, and it doesn't sound like Hugh Freeze likes any of his options at quarterback, so they could be in trouble. That's always a good sign heading into the season. I don't like any of my quarterbacks. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, guys. Yeah, not great. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a couple of win totals of two and a half to talk about, so – uh I'm going to start with UConn. <laughs> wow. Two and a half. Wait, so UMass went yeah, up? Bro. See? There's money yeah. behind that, too. There's money behind oh, that. Oh, it over. Weeks ago. We'll get yeah. to the, Yeah, yeah. It's going to hit. Um, we'll, we'll get to that one coming up. How about UConn? Is Jim Ora Jr. down this bad? Like, nobody wants him. <laughs> He's the head coach of UConn now. It's going to be his first year. Uh, the, the team went 1-11 last season. The only win against Yale. This schedule is not cool. It's <laughs> not cool for this terrible, terrible outfit. So week three, they've weeks three through five, they've got Syracuse at Michigan at NC State. 
that's going to be brutal. Those lines are just going to be unbelievable. They're going to be outrageous. I mean, their chances at wins are where they they do take on UMass. They face Liberty, but you know, based on the win total, there's such a gap. You wouldn't think so. I don't know. Central Connecticut earlier on in the season. Uh, they've had ten straight losing seasons. It, everything it seems like everything they did last year, they they were second worst in the nation. Uh, they were second worst in scoring, uh, second worst in total yards, first downs, yards per play. Like everybody in the nation, that's where they were. And the most upsetting part is Stephen Krajewski, Polish. He transferred to Georgia State. Mm-hmm. He was their quarterback last year. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. Uh, they're returning a lot of defensive players, but I I need them to win three with a tough schedule. Uh, Fresno's on there as well, along with Michigan, NC State, Syracuse, like I mentioned, BC. I don't see a lot of winnable games. Um, it's a little juice to bet him, Jim, minus 125. But if they can get to three and nine, that would be an unbelievable start for Jim Mora Jr., he was all right as an analyst. Can't he just do that? That's what I would rather do, but he's really uh, jonesing for some football, I guess. I would play the under on UConn. So I just a uh, quick Wikipedia uh, recap on Jim Mora to refresh my memory. You said he's down bad. Mm-hmm. This has to be one of the biggest falls in, in coach, in a, yeah. in football coaching we've seen. So 2004, his first year with the Falcons. They get a bye and win their first game 47-17. He's in the NFC title game wow. with Michael Vick. He never had another winning yeah. record. Two years later, he was fired after going on a radio station in Washington State, in Seattle, and saying he'd rather have the Huskies job than coach the Falcons. He had one more NFL coaching stint with the Seahawks for one year, got fired. And it's just and now he's at he's at, he's you we're talking about him with two or three wins. UConn. In college football. Yeah, UConn. Three would be a lot. Three would be a lot. I don't see them getting to three. I mean, he's down as bad as I can remember a coach being down. Yeah. I mean, even after all that, he landed at UCLA. Yeah. I know. I know. At UCLA. Here's one more shot. He was there for five years, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had a couple. I mean, he had some decent. He he went forty six and thirty. There it wasn't all terrible. He was but. relevant for a while. I mean, if I were him, yeah. I would have just reinvented myself rather than take this UConn job. Like, well, go be a defensive coordinator bad. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, go coach, be an assistant somewhere. What are we doing here, Jim? <laughs> this is embarrassing. What a loser! Jim's, on, oh. Jim's in his office, just tuning in. He's a oh, what's this network, BetQL network. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seriously, we got we got to be careful sometimes. And I'll point a thumb because I'm usually the leader. But uh, like we're getting tweets about from Ed Egros's fan. He's listening, driving around in Texas, and he's a friend. And uh, apparently, we were ripping Ed on the air the other day, or he thought we were. I thought we like, were no, nice. No, no, no. Yeah, Ed's a friend. Ed's a friend. I was you saying I should have cheated on on my college uh, review and texted uh, Ed for all his advice. Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I did bring up. I thought I did that was a compliment. You, you, no, it was me. I did bring up that you've got to be careful when Ed's positive about SMU because he's always high on them because he loves Dude, them. Oh, yeah. what? That's his that's school. I mean, that, yes, that was clearly a joke. We all love Ed. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm not joking on us to Ed. Moore, Jim Moore's <laughs> not, career has gone off the rails. I'm not kidding. And, and we were not joking when we talked about Horvat yesterday. 
No. True. You'll know we're kidding. Yeah, like we we mean it about certain people. I mean it about you more. All right. Um, Let me quickly hit New Mexico State here. They have a low win total too. I mean, some of the teams we got today, low win totals. New Mexico State, they were 2-10 last year. I mean, the program was pretty bad. Uh, But Jerry Kill is in now. And Jerry Kill was a good coach at one point. Health issues, I think, ended his head coaching career. But Mm -hmm. he's well enough to be back. It's going to take some time. Here's what I'll say about this. I would look at some unders on their games. Jerry Kill runs the football. He's going to try to keep them in games rather than you know light it up. They don't have the quarterback situation settled. That's going to take some time. But I think they can run the football and keep themselves in games. Their win total is three and a half. I, I'm not – I mean, it's juiced way, way to the under, uh, under three and a half. They're probably not going to win four games. But I would look at some of their – I might take them when there's a big spread, you know, double digits, 13, 14. I might take them to cover the game, but I will be on unders, if anything, for New Mexico State. I'm just happy Jerry Kill is back. I like Jerry Kill, unlike Jim Mora. I'm a Jerry Kill fan. So I think it's fun that he's back coaching college football again. Who else we have? He, he was having health issues Army? a dozen years ago over at Northern Illinois. Go ahead, Aaron. What I you know. got on Army? All right. Army win total is eight and a half. Um, Phil, they went nine and four last season. Phil Steele says his nine sets of power ratings have Army anywhere from eight to ten wins. So I'm like, well, I guess it's the over or nothing. And the over is plus one thirty-five. The under is juice to minus one sixty. Um, another interesting quarterback situation. Anderson, the quarterback from last season, is gone, but they have three quarterbacks behind him who are all seniors. So a better situation than Liberty has. Um, Munkin system usually plays more than one quarterback anyway, so that's what he likes to do. So you can expect that again. Um, They've got Tyler uh, is the best running quarterback and Jones is the best passer. So it sounds like it or it's going to be the uh, kind of like quarterback by committee situation there. So really, I would look at the over. Um, according to Phil Steele, he he believes eight to ten wins for them. Okay. All right. I'm going to wrap with UMass. The number's now two and a half. It's used to the under, minus 130 at BetMGM, plus money on the other side. Uh, defense has been the issue. They gave up the most points per game in the nation last year, 43 points per game. They only had 11 sacks all season. Pitiful. So they bring in Don Brown. He was there in the mid-2000s, defensive mind. They're going to try to get that rectified. They go 1-11 last year. COVID year, they go 0-4. 2019, they had one win. So they have been pathetic for a long time. They bring back the old coach. Um, Ellis Merriweather, their best offensive player, he's a running back. The problem is every quarterback they've had, they went through a few last year, none of them had a 50% completion percentage. So they can't do anything offensively. So uh, better than me throwing some stuff out. Paul likes the over. He liked the over one and a half. I reached out to to a guy I know that does a UMass football podcast, Bennett Carroll. I asked him if they're going to go over two and a half. He said, I think so. Stony Brook Temple, NMSU, Arkansas State, UConn, all winnable games. It's UMass, so I know better than to believe in them. But Don Brown has been bringing in a lot of talent and really building a culture. So UMass nailed it. Might be right. UMass <laughs> over is the play. Joe Ojo, Jared Hawks, or BeckQL Daily on the other side. Our buddy Joe Osborne joins the show on the BeckQL Network. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. 